Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. This week we have one hour to read I Married a Lizard Man by Regine Abel. I'll give you one guess what happens in this book. A woman marries a lizard man. Join us, won't you? Stop there. I'm Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hey, it's Shane Berkla. <laughs> it's only room for one hey per intro, but I guess we'll let it slide. No, uh, I, was this week, it. I was feeling it. Ganesh wasn't feeling you, it. Ganesh, you're actually, that's true. It, that shows uh, kind of teamwork on our part and Ganesh kind of being uh, poor sport. Hey, honestly, maybe let's get a hey in there next time for Ganesh. Anyway, this week on Let's Stop There, we're reading. A book called I Married a Lizard Man by Regine Abel. Kind of, that, that name sounds almost French. Regine Abel, you think? Who's to say? I don't know. I would think somebody who would write I Married a Lizard Man would be somebody of a certain level of refinement, so I can believe it. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped. Anyway, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, what we what we do is we read a, a one book in one hour. We got one hour TikTok counting down starting now to read I Married a Lizard Man. And we're gonna wish we had more time, folks. But I don't, don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm a newly married person. And oh yeah. Oh subtle. Yeah, everybody let's get a round of applause in in the in the podcast for Shane. He's a new husband. Big husband Let's energy coming off this guy. That's right. Three cheers for Shane. Three distinct cheers. He's uh husband. Not to like over direct this sucker, but I would love just three <laughs> clips of the little boy from Shane yelling Shane just really quickly back to back. Shane, Shane, Shane. Like that would be good shots. for me. Yeah, Shane's married. Joining Ganesh as a married man. Not together, just separately married to other people and i am we're peers uh, now we're colleagues mm-hmm. i can invite you to the group chat now the clock's ticking on me i suppose it'll happen sooner rather than later i don't know if i'm gonna make a big to-do out of it like oh Shane um, excuse has me with his sorry own you going. you said hey oh <laughs> you said hey oh you're right i did kind of i triggered wedding talk by yelling hey oh <laughs> yeah that's it was, we we went to shane's wedding it was beautiful beautiful day can we talk about it? It was wonderful. What, what? I mean, talk about a spread. I was eating good. Thanks. Delicious cold cuts. Sandwiches, even. Cheese. Sandwiches. Olives. Orzo salad, I believe. Yeah. I had a mouthful of orzo. Well, I got to feed my, my guys. I know my guys came hungry. Right, yeah. <laughs> that was just for us. Everybody else got saltines. Uh, yeah, no, it was very good. It was a lovely wedding. Thanks for inviting us. It was beautiful. Um, congratulations. 
One Thanks. more quick Shane. Shane. One, one more really loud, fast Shane. Shane. Please. All right. That's good. So now that that's out of the way, I think we have some other housekeeping to attend to. Uh, Ganesh, I think we got some fan interaction lined up. We have a, uh, we got an email and a voicemail. I'd say I'll leave it, you know, dealer's choice. I'll leave it up to you to determine which one goes first. Well, I'll read the email first. Yeah, you got to ramp up. The voicemail is shocking stuff. I just started listening to your podcast a few months ago. I work in a lab, so I normally just push play on a pod and let it run all day. This is the first one that's ever made me laugh out loud and look like a crazy person. I've never looked at any photos of you and frankly never tried, but here's how I picture you. For the best. Shane is kind of skinny. And an average height, but Austin and Ganesh are a bit taller, so he looks smaller in comparison. He keeps his hair short, no beard, maybe some stubble, and he wears the kind of clothes that would make him blend in as an extra in any movie. In two words, <laughs> aggressively average. His personality makes him instantly likable. <laughs> He's somebody's Jim Halpert. Oh. All right, first off, so we should we should take this point by point. That's Shane. And you it's, wish it's wrong. you wish that was the case with height, both of you. Absolutely. Shane towers over us, and that's not even a joke. How tall are you? Six uh, foot ten, twelve, yeah. seven, even? No, no, no. I am I'm an average six two. That is not average. Now I'm I'm an I'm the average man's height of five ten. Ganesh, I'm guessing you're like five eleven. Yeah. Yeah, no, Shane's significantly taller than us. Uh he is skinny, certainly in comparison to me and Ganesh. That's that's no doubt about that. Uh, hair, usually short, but no, in this COVID age, he's he's rocking that Fisher Stevens, as we mentioned a few times. He's looking good. Yeah, I kind of have like a little uh, rat's nest for hair right He's now. got like a flap on the back. Yeah. And then what else did they say? He's got a beard, and it looks good. Looks good on him. We all have beards. We're just not even. Do you think we want to expose these chins <laughs> in our 30s? It's no, thank many. you. No, thank you. Not not my advanced age. It's my chin coming out. Yeah, I have a Santa Claus beard. It's like white or it's getting there. You do have. It is notable that Shane is got a little salt and pepper. He's graying faster than the rest of us, but it looks good on him. I'd probably look like Kenny Rogers. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) that's Shane. (laughs) Let's hear me. Austin is a bit overweight. As told by constant self-deprecating jokes, I think he used to have a lisp when he was a kid. That's true. I don't even know how you knew that. That's true. I guess I still kind of Is that true? Yeah. This person, the things this person said about me make me think that they actually know me. Anyway, keep going. Austin has a beard and very good taste in music. Probably (laughs) doesn't wear shorts very often, even if it's hot out. I wear shorts all the time. (laughs) Has a couple cool jackets he wears a lot. Only Never. wears Vans or Converse. Nope. Thinks about becoming a stand-up comedian and probably could. Been there, done that, failed, and that's why I do this. <laughs> uh, I don't see you in Vans. Maybe when you were younger. No. Now, the clothing is a little off. I mean, the personality-wise, you kind of nailed it, but like... Cool jacket? Never in my life. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you wear that same old navy jacket that you've been rocking for the last like six years. Yeah, it looks fine. If it looks fine, I don't have to change it. That's my rule. In terms of shorts, no, I wear shorts. I'm a shorts guy, but I'm also a jeans guy. I don't discriminate. No capris. (laughs) That's my only rule. And then, yeah, shoes. I'm going to, you know, I don't mean, I'm not really brand loyal, but I own one pair of Adidas that I've been wearing for two years. So take that however you like. Vans and Converse, that is what I wore in high school. So this could be, again, this could be somebody I knew. Just trolling me. 
uh, which would, wouldn't surprise me. Can you sort of think about you? Ganesh also has a beard, but it's more groomed. Def- yeah, effect. that's a thousand percent correct. Yep. If you listen to the Mike, the situation handbook that we did on Patreon, Ganesh's lifestyle is uh, pretty one to one. Yeah. He's the ghostwriter. <laughs> Took a lot of notes. He cares about his appearance more. That's most certainly true. Mm-hmm. He's burly, but the most fit of the group. Well, it depends how you define fit. You certainly have, you're solid. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I think you're a sturdy guy. I don't, I think you'd probably be the easiest to knock over. <laughs> Wait, what? I think you'd be, I think you'd be the hardest to knock over. Excuse yeah. me. Ah. I think that you would be, I think you'd stand your ground. I think you could withstand. You would be like in the Hulk movies when a, tr- a car hits him and it folds around his body. I think you could, you could do that. Yeah. Just don't ask me to run a mile. Nobody would. You're state, you're a tank. If we're talking like, uh, you know, archetypes from video games. <laughs> Wears a lot of t-shirts, the cool kind that makes you wonder where he gets them. Mm, where did he get that? Sim- where did he get that Simpsons McBain t-shirt? Maybe he has a lot of hats. <laughs> I do. Do you? You don't strike me as a hat guy, but that's just me. Maybe some funky print button ups brings a relaxed presence to a party. If I, <laughs> if he was a stranger, I would trust him to hold my drink. Um, Hmm. <laughs> I don't know about. What? I mean, I I trust you to hold a drink. I would. Sorry, oh, there, okay. I mean, there's that relaxed presence he's so famous for. <laughs> what? No, I give. What? I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust him to hold my drink because you know what? He drank it. He would drink. He might drink it. Relaxed presence. I don't know if that's you, per se, <laughs> but depends on the party. It depends on the time. I'll say this: the vibe, our 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 kind of interpersonal vibes with each other are a little different in real life than they are on the podcast. On the podcast, yeah. I feel like Anisha is a little bit passive and sort of uh, the calm, calming voice, or as in real life, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I'd characterize it that way. You're fun to be around. Yeah, he lets us play games, he lets us play games on the show, real life. In real life, uh-uh, no quarter. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's, he doesn't suffer our bullshit off that's mic. Why, that's why we've unionized and committed to work remotely forever. That's true. Yeah, I'm scared. When we come back in person, we're going to get paddled by the big boss. And did they say anything else? Is that it? Wishing you well, Skylar. <laughs> no, thanks, Skylar. Thanks, You were Skylar. close. You were really close. It was probably, it was a good attempt. And when I first read that email, I was like, whoa, Skylar's got a good eye for, uh, you know, the kind of people we are. Yeah. Which is terrifying. I think I just sound small. I'm not small. It's crazy. Shane is six inches tall. Fits in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting because I just know who you are and I know what you look like. The idea that Shane would project as smaller than me and Ganesh is surprising. <laughs> well, he is the Stuart Little of the bunch. Some say. Some do say that. Um, no, nah, he's 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 big old sucker. If you saw him in person, you might hold your purse closer. <laughs> Uh, we're all just we're we're normal people. Hey, great, thanks, Skylar. That was wonderful. Anyway, you're about to forget everything you just heard because we're about to unleash a terrifying voicemail on you. Can you can you cue that up? Hello, sirs. You don't know me. Actually, you might. Actually, you do. Or do you? It's not important. I wanted to leave this voicemail to express my solidarity with two thirds of the podcast and you who have shit your pants. I, too, have once shit my pants. It was well over 15 years ago. I was on my way to try out for an AAU sports team 
and my mom was driving me there. As I felt my stomach start to turn, I just knew the waste within me would never see the inside of any porcelain throne. And I was right. I let my mom in on the situation, and as she frantically searched for an available public restroom, I clenched with all my might in the seat directly beside her. To no avail. I pooped. She pulled into my hop. I cleaned my soiled garments as best I could and put them right back on. I went to the AAU trials. My butt stank. It was hot. I was sad. But in the end, though, I made the team. Eventually, though, I quit the team. I wanted to share this with you all. I thank you for listening. And if you can guess who this is, I will unabashedly own up to this. To Venetian Austin. Solidarity Brothers. To Shane. Poop your pants, punk. <laughs> oh my God. My stomach hurts. Uh, I mean, I appreciate <laughs> the message of solidarity, but I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight after hearing that voice in my ear. <laughs> my God. Um, that modulation. Uh, I, I love that. Someone's looking out for you. Um, he's got, you know, he's got both of your backs. I'm glad we can inspire somebody to kind or of. Or she. Yeah. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm glad we could uh, inspire somebody to live their truth. And to uh, kind of express themselves like that in the public square. That is the Let's Stop Their podcast. Uh-huh. We could start a support group. Yeah. Shitters. It's not anonymous. Shitters public. <laughs> Put your name on it. I did it. I sharded, all right? I still won't admit to shitting. Why not? There is a difference, all right? I shit my pants when I was a kid. Uh-huh. As an adult, though, no. I guess whatever you got to tell yourself to help yourself sleep at night. No solids. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Jesus Christ. Anyway, that voicemail was it's like the kind of thing you hear before you're dead the next day. That's That'd like be a good that person's t-shirt. outside your window. No solids. <laughs> With my full name. <laughs> no solids. Austin Hanna. And I stand by it. All right. Too wet to count. That's on the back. Okay, that's good enough. What do we got going on here? Synopsis of this book here. Yeah, that's fine. Get us back on track, Ganesh. Somebody ought to do it. Shane, are you being bit by mosquitoes? What's going on over there? You see smacking bugs? What's happening? Huh? Oh, it's just just my... uh, I wouldn't even say it was mosquitoes. I think it's just... um, I'm a bit nervous. Oh, he's just a nervous tick smacking himself. Okay. That's new. That's a fun twist. All right. Ganesh, let's hear the synopsis. I married a lizard man. This is a synopsis for. I forgot. About I married this. a lizard man by Regine Abel. Scaly, grumpy, but oh so cuddly. There's a third daughter on the farming colony of Meteoron. Meteoron. Susan's future prospects. Nah, I like me. I liked Meteoron better. Yeah, can you just say that? Yeah, I'll change it. All right. All right. Meteoron. Say it with a big echo. Meteoron. Susan's future prospects aren't too promising. A pretty face, top-notch skills, and hard work mean nothing. If your dowry doesn't include fertile land. Ain't that the truth? Tell me about it. With her 20 haves and the have-nots. With her 25th birthday approaching, and no suitors even remotely sniffing in her general direction. Susan will be forced to leave the family lands to work as an indentured servant in the capital city. Her only way out is to settle for an arranged marriage through the PMA, the Prime Mating Agency. 
She just never expected to be paired to a grumpy, massive lizard man. And above all, not to grow so fond of his scales and quirky ways. Uh, it sounds like a spoiler to me. I don't want to get too far into this. There's more, but that's good. Yeah, that's good. Wow. We're starting this book off with the right attitude. I like that he's grumpy. Fit right in. I relate. Yeah, let's get him in the, as a guest. Next week's episode featuring the lizard man. All right. Well, we've wasted about 20 minutes here. Let's get out of here. Let's jump to the first page of I Married a Lizard Man. I feel like there should be something else on there. Like, it'd be like, so I married no, a no, lizard no. man. Or like, hey, I married a lizard man. Hey, so what? I married a lizard man. That don't impress me much. All right. Let's jump to the first page of I Married a Lizard Man by Regine Abel. Surprise, is that Shania? A surprise Twain? Shania, oh yeah. Always got Shania in my, my back. <laughs> yeah, she's my favorite Twain. So Shania, then Mark. Okay, you ready? All right, here we go. Uh, first page. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's hearing horns and beeps out my window. Okay, here we are. First page, I married a lizard man. What are you going to do about it? By Regine Abel. Chapter one. Susan, I walked fearfully into Kayog Vone's temporary office at the Harvest Fair. Most of the other patrons were indulging in the various treats offered in the many stalls or enjoying the entertainment from live shows and buskers. I was trying to secure my ticket out of the human colony of mm, Materion. Oh, Meteoron! Of Meteoron! Meteoron! As I had never left my home world or even traveled to other cities, it frightened me in more ways than one. However, with my 21st birthday looming dangerously close, I could no longer delay in making a decision. We lived in a matriarchal colony where the first daughter inherited the lands from her mother, and the second daughter served as backup and superintendent for her elder. Damn, that's cool. A progressive society on Meteoron. It made sense as the secondborn had every interest in ensuring the good management of the land that could default to her should anything happen to her older sibling. I don't know. This seems to be, uh, there's a lot that could go wrong. I'll say that. What are you, a lawyer? You're telling the second sibling if the top sibling dies and they get all the land? You mean you're pitting sibling v sibling? Yeah, may the stronger sibling win. All right. That's fine. A little competition never hurt nobody. But a third daughter was merely an extra mouth to feed and too great a risk of more offspring vying for the precious land. It sucked all the more that, of all my siblings, I was the one truly passionate about farming. Oh, that's got to be... Oh, that's isn't a pits. Ain't that how it always goes on Meteoron? It's always the third daughter that wants to farm on Meteoron. <laughs> what, would, what would you be farming on Meteoron? Weed, baby. Cannabis. <laughs> Northern Lights. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, it that would travel well across the galaxy, I think. Hell yeah. You don't have to worry about it, then spoiling. I was going to say oranges, but now I think I'm going to grow weed, too. <laughs> All right. I'll hand, hey, there's room for both. I'll handle the oranges. They say a little glass of orange juice uh, enhances the high. <laughs> so we're going to need you there, big guy. 
Get that citrus, that citrus farm growing. Damn, is that real? That's just what I heard. I heard a lot of stuff. That's pretty cool. Listen, I boiled a bunch of uh, weed stems in milk and drank it. So I don't know if I'm the expert <laughs> on what you're supposed to do with weed. But I did it. Uh-huh. It didn't work. Didn't work for you? Uh-uh. Tasted like puke going down and back up. <laughs> well, what kind of milk? Whole? Just 2% oh. classic. No, I don't know. Whole's a bit much. That's heavy on the stomach. Well, that's the problem. If you're using whole milk, those stems would have hit right. That's true. I should have just turned some butter. They had just looked out in the semen race lottery and were now enjoying a free ride. A free ride to a life of comfort and security. Excuse me? Spell that word out for me. Which one? Semen? <laughs> yeah. No, race. Yeah, semen. Okay. You know what I want. I didn't hate my siblings, but I might as well have been a stranger to them. Refused. Eyes, I can spell it. eyes. C-M-E-N. Yeah. You got it. I didn't hate my siblings, but I might as well have been a stranger to them. In their eyes, I was merely an employee with an expiry date. And that date was coming hard and fast. That's me. (laughs) My neighbor's dancing upstairs. That's fine. Yeah, 9 p.m. clogging sesh. (laughs) I peered around the small kiosk of the mating agency. It looked simple with its white walls, barren, but for a giant screen and a small desk with a couple of guest chairs. It had visibly been whipped up quickly and would be taken down just as fast. Didn't try to sell you fantasies or an illusion. It was a reality check in a box. Multiple agencies always attended the fair. The others were fancier, colorful, with the portraits of breathtaking potential partners of every species. Mmm, look at that handsome dog man. Ooh, I bet the... What do you think they do to the lizard men to make them look real good? Spritz them? Lipstick, yeah, they spray them down, make them look moist. A little bit of glitter, you know? Put a little rouge on them. Ooh, a bow. Maybe, you know, tease, you know... A, tea, a little wig with a little teased hair. Ah, uh, that's cool. And of course, you're going to be photoshopping those abs a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah, all the photos are from the waist up naked. <laughs> so you're going to want to see those abs. Wouldn't you love to see a... Sorry, this thought just hit me. Uh, wouldn't you love to see a lizard and some big jeans? Actually, yeah. Yeah. Are we talking like, you talking like Jinkos? Yeah, or bigger. Starched out so they're stiff as hell. Yeah. You're thinking about like a, a David Byrne style suit, but completely made of denim. Just the pants. I, I still like the shirtless up top look. Yeah, shirtless has got to be, that's a must have because you're going to want to see the abs. You said it yourself, Ganesh. Yeah, big jeans. That's what I'm thinking with like maybe a chain wallet. Big jeans, little lizard. That's good stuff. Just beauty. That's what's sexy on meteor on. Sexy on earth. Over the past four years, the representatives had grown, had all grown extremely familiar with my face. All of them but this one had essentially told me I had more chances of waking up one day with a pair of golden horns and a forked tail than I had of finding a match. I got a thought, and it may just be a side effect of all that sick milk I drank. What if dinosaurs wore jeans? Would we know? Because, like, they would just disintegrate and you'd never know. They could have worn clothes. I think the all we got are the bones. A lot of the leading experts are thinking these days that they did wear jeans. 
Yeah, that's what they said. You know, and when Jurassic Park came out, they're like, you know, Steven Spielberg actually got it wrong because raptors have feathers. And just, uh, you know, over the years, the experts have kind of said, you know, and we also think they were wearing big jeans. And you think he would be the one to get it right since he's covered in denim every day of his life? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Pretty sure his hats are denim. I think he wears a denim hat. Mm-hmm. They do call him uh, denim daddy on set. Sorry. Go back to reading the book. A common farm girl of average beauty without wealth, minimal education, and not particularly refined or worldly didn't exactly figure at the top of their list of their males looking for a partner. But this agency ran by the Tamarin, a bird-like bipedal species with empathic, empathic abilities. Damn, what? I want one of those. The empathetic bird. I want to be that. I don't want one. No, 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 don't don't talk about it. Be about it. Like the I, like the Maytag. Uh, it's not a no. Wait, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of the Vlasic Pickles guy. That's what I want to be. Vlasic Pickles' his slogan is "Don't think about it, be about it." <laughs> We're getting off. No, it's a bird who I imagine is an empath. But yeah, also it's "Don't talk about it, be about it." It says it on the charts. <laughs> Does he? Uh... Does he smoke a pickle like a cigar? Is that something that I made up in my head or is that something he does? That sounds right. He cuts little holes and wears them as glasses. <laughs> this episode's uh, weird off the bat. <laughs> but hey, don't talk about it, be about it. Would not only serve anyone, but always ended up making a match even with the most unlikely cases. Then again, beggars couldn't be choosers. Most people refer to the PMA, the Prime Mating Agency, as the final stop of the desperate and undesirable. While desperate certainly matched my situation, undesirables defined the candidates that were up for grabs. It embarrassed me that I concurred with that definition. I had never considered myself an elitist, but it was true that the species represented by the PMA didn't have people knocking down their doors (laughs) to be paired with them. Now, I don't want to sound elitist, but I don't want to have sex with a gigantic bird. <laughs> That's just me, all right? I'll take two lizards. Call me a bigot. Two lizard guys to go, please. If I must, I'll take the lizard. <laughs> Give me the one with the rock hard abs. He's just swimming in those jeans. <laughs> Will he get out? I don't like the looks of that face, but those jeans, I'll take seconds. <laughs> Greetings, Susan, Kyog said with his melodic voice. It is good to see you so well and under such good tidings. Good tidings? I asked with far too much eagerness. He gave me that stiff smile again, which this time had taken a sympathetic edge. Oh, good indeed. I have searched long and hard to find an appropriate match for you. I am happy to report that my search has been successful. He is your perfect partner. Although you may not see him first. <laughs> is that your attempt at a melodic voice? <laughs> uh, you put some you put some stank on that yeah i got some extra brown mustard on that one that was good it'll sound better in post yeah don't talk about it be about it Classic. i hope that guy's auto-tuned i shifted my seat sensing i wasn't gonna be too impressed by what would follow that don't impress me much <laughs> so what you're a big lizard man with jeans and rock hard abs <laughs> That don't impress me much. So what? You're a huge empathetic bird. You're laying massive wet eggs in my bed. That don't impress me much. (laughs) What's that? You're the huge flying dog from Neverending Story. (laughs) 
That don't impress me much. <laughs> the candidate is located on Skikania. He is in... It's pronounced an- <laughs> He is an Anturian hunter, leader of his clan, and the owner of the most fertile lands in the entire solar system. We got some serious kush out there. You know what I'm saying? Does he make them fertile? <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> I can't, I'm not even going to... Well, he's a lizard, so all I'm going to say is... Big spray. (laughs) (laughs) Two words are more than enough on that front. My eyes widened upon hearing those words and I perked up. (laughs) Big spray? (laughs) Say again? My interest suddenly skyrocketing. And in Turdian? I asked. In Turdian in your sweat. (laughs) Oh, I'm saying it wrong. It's and Turian. Nah, it's and Turdian now. I misplaced the D. No, you got it right in the right spot. <laughs> so disrespectful for the <laughs> call these lizard people Anturdians. Is that more or less disrespectful than Austin visibly flossing right now? <laughs> oh my god! I don't really I I'm just kind of putting it in my mouth. <laughs> he's playing. He's just playing games for later. Yeah, I'm saving it. Kyog smiled again. Tilted hey, at head. least I have it on camera that I take good care of my dental hygiene. You haven't been to a dentist in like six years, dude. I, I don't need to when I'm flossing like this. <laughs> and six years is way underselling it. <laughs> that number is quite low. Kyog smiled again, tilting his head to the side in a fashion reminiscent of the way birds often did when observing something they didn't quite understand. He is what you would describe as a... Lizard man. <laughs> the Termern agent said, passing his hand over the small holographic display on his desk. It immediately projected a 3D image of uh, a lizard man. Oh, shit. <laughs> there he is. The label had been accurate. Tall, lean, but muscular. Hey. 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 Not too bad. Are you, th- are you thinking what I'm thinking, Austin? <laughs> What's that? Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> oh my god sign me up if you could get me uh an Asturian with the the sweet cajun notes of harry connick jr then i might be on board the hunter was covered in green and black scales although reptilian his face didn't have the long snout that i expected but looked rather flat almost like a human's but without the pointy nose hey sounds good two slits that's better served as the nostrils I couldn't quite describe the appendages dangling from his head, almost like scaly dreadlocks instead of hair. Only a bunch of dicks. <laughs> Perhaps. Please. You think? Hey, big spray. Smack in the middle, a frilled membrane started at the back of his head, the length of his nape and down between his shoulder blades. That's the sprayer. A thick, long <laughs> lizard tail protruded behind him. Impressive claws tipped the five digits of his hands as well as his webbed toes. He was naked, but for some tribal adornments, a leather Ooh. harness around his chest, a weapons belt, and a pair of wristbands. Nothing about him screamed wealth or advanced technology. It would be funny if she shut up and everybody else was just in, like, khakis and polo shirts, and this guy's <laughs> just walking around in, like, a leather daddy outfit. <laughs> This is just what I like to wear on the farm. My thought is if I was carrying around a knife, I'd probably want to wear something down there. Where? You know. Down there. His sweatpants zone. Uh Uh-huh. My unmentionables. 
Oh, your delicates. Uh-huh. Got to keep my delicates safe from the knife. That's what I'm saying. We'll stop there. Okay. Hey, enough said. Finally, um, he well, says it. This guy sounds sexy to me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Once, once Shane said Harry Connick, it all clicked for me. And you know what? They said he had two slits as nostrils. So does Harry Connick Jr. I see it. That's hey, we're all we're we're all pink on the inside. So they say. Except maybe who knows? Maybe these guys aren't. But I'm gonna imagine they are. Great. This sounds good. I think she's in for a good time. Out on the farm. Sorry, I've never heard that expression. That's uh, well, you, I heard it just now coming out of my mouth. <laughs> and I feel bad about it. <laughs> let's uh, let's jump ahead now to the next page of I Married a Lizard Man by Regine Abel. Next page of I Married a Lizard Man. Can you just take it away? This is from Alex's perspective. I believe he's the re- lizard man. I almost said reptile man. As he's a lizard man. <laughs> this chapter is from the lizard's perspective. It's just a call cap. Spray, spray, spray. <laughs> Feed. As soon as the door closed behind us, dampening most of the sound of the ongoing celebrations, Susan's joyous mood faded and she immediately looked intimidated. An awkward silence settled between us. I wanted the carefree and talkative Susan from the feast back. As much as I liked hunting prey, I didn't enjoy my mate looking at me like she was one. What do you think his prey is? Big bugs. Big bugs. Um, small bugs. Um, smaller versions of him. Little lizards. Oh, little lizards. Little lizards. That's a, that's like a little fast food chain on this planet yeah come on down little lizards yeah i don't know do you think this is this like the wedding night you think well they just had a feast it sounds like so austin this would check off feed so what what comes next is spray spray. (laughs) but only if she's into it he's a gentleman i should go take a shower and wash off all this paint (laughs) susan said normally as mates we would shower together but susan clearly needed some time alone maybe to gather herself Very well, I said, repressing a frown. Her nervousness around me bothered me greatly. Still, the grateful relief she expressed upon hearing my answer convinced me I had made the right choice by indulging her request. My mate grabbed her bag still sitting on the communal table and headed straight to the hygiene room. This is honestly kind of sadder from his perspective, that he's just this monstrous, ugly dude who's so desperate for love that he has to put a wand ads out. And then they come, and it's just like, you're gross to his face. Poor guy. I hope they find love. Am I wrong? She seems like she's repulsed by him, whereas he's like, no, he liked her. No, all right. I'm not gathering that either. She seems scared of him. No, it's Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I would be intimidated too if I was alone in a room with Harry Connick Jr. I might have to go wash up myself you know what i'm saying put on something more comfortable <laughs> you're gonna meet him one day it's gonna be real weird yeah whether he likes it or not i offered to teach her how to use it but i could only presume mother or Lupid had already shown her i headed for our nest chamber while removing the adornments on me 
The glowstones in the room lit as soon as they detected my presence. Damn cool. I placed the adornments in their respective casings on the upper shelves near the door, then cast a glance around the room. It was smaller now that Lupin had taken up a significant amount of space to build a wardrobe for Susan. <laughs> Kaya uh, had stated my mate yeah. okay. would need such a space to store her clothes and footwear. I'm just reading what's on the page, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> Famous last words. As one of our best builders, my sister had done high-quality work in no time. However, it seemed too big to me. Lupet insisted that she had performed research confirming some humans would deem it too small as it wasn't a walk-in. Damn! Oh, she's like one of those needy couples on House Hunters. This walk-in won't do. And her husband's like, I need a urinal. (laughs) (laughs) I need a urinal in my man cave. And I need to be one city block away from my office. She suggested we modify the divisions of the house and maybe add an extension so we could build Susan a proper walk-in attached to the hygiene room. That sounds like a job for the, the property brothers, if I ever heard it. Get them in here. John and Drew. Which one's your favorite? Oh, I like... How can you pick one? I like Drew. Jonathan's a little rough around the edges, all right? That's the charm. Drew's a proper gentleman. Dapper. But Jonathan is with Zoe Dashnell, which is gives him a little flair. He's a, he's a Hollywood man. I would ask my mate in the morning. In the morning as well, I would do what I hadn't had time to do in the past two days since the Temurn announced Susan's impending arrival and learn everything I could about humans. Uh, lay, lay my huge egg. That's what I'm <laughs> well, meaning to do. Hey, babe, uh, knock before you come in. I'm laying my egg. <laughs> <laughs> little help here. it's a four-hander I'm gonna be a minute I looked at the sleeping nest hoping she would find it adequate we didn't rest in beds but a large recess in the floor of a more or less circular shape although some preferred a square one filled with a large down feather cushion at the bottom and smaller cushions covering the edges where do they get those down feathers from you think those empathetic birds that set them up oh yeah from the dead birds people dead bird people a thick fur lay partially folded at the base of the nest we used it to keep us warm during the colder nights a set of thin sheets of fabric called blankets and a pair of cushions called pillows that kyog had sent covered the bottom cushion that humans would call a mattress i didn't see how such light covers could keep humans warmer than a fur this is the kind of world building i appreciate in a science fiction novel i like it but the fur must be dog man. Yeah. Yeah, they shave dog man every every once in a while. Mm-hmm. For the summer. Get that beach bot out. But the Temurn insisted that the humans required blankets. If Susan truly liked them, the crafters would be happy to weave more. To my surprise, I heard my mate coming out of the, uh, the hygiene room in less than 15 minutes. I had expected her to hide in there for a long time. Hey, she's warming up to him. You got any toilet paper? I made a big mess. I found all these eggs in here. You okay? <laughs> no, huh? No, babe. I was nervous. It's my nervous eggs. <laughs> Little ones. Little mean ones. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This man just popping out little eggs. Oop. Sorry. Rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. Sorry. I was anxious. <laughs> I think I got a sound effect for that. Rapid fire egg. Rapid fire egg dot wave. 
That's in his uh, <laughs> SFX folder on his desktop. You never know. You never know when you need to pull it out. The rules of the unions arranged through the prime mating agency stated that the couple must le- be legally married according to both of their species customs that first day and that their bond was to be consummated that same night. Oh, dear. Hope you like eggs. Yeah, I gotta call the Pope. Pope Eggs Benedict, anyone? Come on. <laughs> Jesus. Just keep reading. Fucking to do so could <laughs> result in the annulment of the union and severe financial penalties for the couple since the PMA shouldered all the expenses in getting the partners together. While I understood the need to ensure the mates were serious in a making of uh, in a making a success of their journey, it also placed a tremendous amount of pressure on us and even more so on the male to perform. Uh oh, he's got a little stage fright, huh? Babe, this never happens to me. His eight flaccid dicks on his head. (laughs) Stop looking at him, babe. (laughs) I'm nervous. Just eggs just falling out of the back. (laughs) Having a few days to get to know Susan before moving to that step would have been nice. Well, technically, the Termin wouldn't know if neither one of us revealed the truth. For a second, I even considered proposing to Susan that we wait a bit. However, I dismissed that thought. Not only did I not want to risk the penalty, I especially didn't want my mate thinking I was avoiding my duty to her. I had failed her enough for one day. Oh man, this guy. I feel bad for him. Susan entering the nest chamber, looking just as intimidated, put an end to my musings. The short, translucent black dress she wore couldn't <laughs> offer any kind of protection. I could see every curve of her body underneath it. Or would have, if not for the bag she was clutching to her chest as if her life depended on it. Her long head fur was cascading down her back and over her shoulders. It curled in far more accentuated spirals than before the ceremony, now that she had removed the metal wires binding them in thick strands. It made it appear shorter, but it still looked pretty around her face. I have finished, Susan said in a timid voice. Well, I will go wash as well, I said, not knowing what to do with myself, (laughs) before remembering the wardrobe. I pointed at it. This is all for you to put away your clothes and personal belongings. Feel free to use the space however you see fit. Thank you. I grunted in response and made my way to the hygiene room. Of all the terrible things the invaders had done to our people during the time they had enslaved us, commodities such as showers, hygienic toilets, and power stones had been a blessing. A part of me wondered how my mate would have reacted had I not been able to provide her with such basic comforts. Damn, I'm interested in all that. Yeah. I want to hear the background of the invaders who gave them toilets. Maybe in another book. But the Vangi were the last thing I wanted to be thinking about right now. After showering, I dried my scales using a fluffy towel before hanging it next to the one Susan had used. My stomach nodded as I slowly walked back to our nest chamber. No more eggs. no. Not now. Let's get that sound effect again. I opened the door to find my mate standing next to the shelves of the wardrobe, where she had already hung her clothes. As soon as she saw me, she stopped brushing her head fur. Looking self-conscious, she made as if to pull the fur that had remained stuck on the brush, but changed her mind. Instead, she placed the tool on one of the shelves and closed the door. She wrapped her arms around herself, as if to hide her body, which the translucent outfit failed to cover. Let's stop there. Boing, oing, 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 oing. Oh, brother. Well, hey, it sounds like they're in for something. Who knows? Don't think about it, be about it. That's right. 
That is right. As the Vlasic pickle bird said, don't talk about it. Be about it. Okay. That's that. That's the end of that section. Uh, hope they have fun. Wait, do you want to hear how lizard people have sex? Not really. All right. Just if you could sum it up in one word. Yeah. Wet. Um, spray. Okay. That's Pumps. Good. <laughs> oh. Okay. Get it? That sounds like kind of what we were hoping for. All right. Hey, enough said. Chew on those two words. The male pumps into her until she's pleasured, and then he releases his seed. Simple as that. Uh, Yeah, sounds familiar. (laughs) I've seen movies like that. All right, let's jump ahead now to the next page of uh, I Married a Lizard Man by Regine Abel. This is the next page of I Married a Lizard Man by Regine Abel. You are a good and kind mate, Susan, I said, caressing her cheek. This is from Alex's perspective, by the way. I would hope. I think you are a good and kind mate too, Alex, she replied in a gentle voice. I like you a lot, and I want our marriage to be very successful and happy. I want us to always feel comfortable telling each other everything and anything. Aww. And to be able to make mistakes without fear of being judged or rejected. We are partners for better or worse. I am your safe haven as you are mine. Bam. All right. This is nice. We are, I said with fervor, drawing her into my embrace. Your species and culture confuse me, but I am glad you chose me. You are opening my eyes to things I never even would have contemplated, like this kissing thing with our tongues. (laughs) She chuckled and then frowned, an inquisitive look (laughs) descending on her features. (laughs) That's great. I love it, honey. How did you learn about that? My scales darkened before I could control them. Oh, I know so little about your kind and how to properly please you. I did research and watched some videos. I confessed. (laughs) Ooh, bad boy. Susan's jaw dropped and she gaped at me disbelievingly. You watched porn for me? I squirmed and nodded cautiously. It was a word shown on many of those sites, yes. Some of it was distressing. (laughs) Tell me about it. Been there. Alex. No shit, my mate replied, looking like she couldn't decide whether to be shocked or laugh her head off. There's some really freaky shit out there that we will absolutely never, ever do. (laughs) Well, relief flooded through me. I am pleased to hear you say that. It was distressing. I can only imagine. I wish I could have seen your face. I glared at her, which only made her chuckle again. Then her face softened, and she caressed my cheek affectionately. Kidding aside... It really means a lot to me that you would take time from your busy schedule to research how to please me. (laughs) Maybe your busy schedule of hunting and feeding and laying eggs. Yeah, he could fit that in. He's got five minutes. He could multitask. He's got a dude on the pot. (laughs) Why he's lay egg? Why he's lay? Why he's laying? Why he's lay egg? (laughs) Why he makes egg? 
All right. I watch while I make egg. <laughs> this is gross. I'm sorry. www.husbandsegg.com. Do you think somebody owns that? Probably. I'm not going to look. I see Ganesh going. He's going for it. He's got to pretend like that's not already in his search history. He's like, yes, who would own this? <laughs> it's for sale. So you can do whatever you want with it. Husbandsegg.com. Oh, I looked up husband egg. Oh, let me check husband's oh. egg. Also available. Hey, get them in a package deal. Well, you want one to redirect to the other. So there's no mistake in it. Maybe it's best in the future if we watch those videos together, then I can tell you what's definitely not okay and what might be fun to do or try. I would love that, mate. Maybe I'll have fewer mental scars by then. She burst out laughing and kissed my cheek. Her gaze roamed over me and settled on my partially deflated stem. Oh. Um, stem? Put that thing away. My blood immediately rushed to groin. <laughs> <laughs> Should we give that another try? Susan no. asked. No, no. Not now, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> I said in a gentle voice. Yeah, that's not a gentle. She's slightly recoiled, uh, looking both surprised and confused. Despite my earlier impatience, I enjoyed it very much. But right now, I want to lose myself inside of you. I've been thinking about it all day. Susan licked her lips nervously. Her face <laughs> taking on that expression. I'd come to associate with lust. Okay. I settled between her legs, claiming her mouth with that tongue kissing and caressing the nub of her slit to make sure she was still uh, sufficiently oh, lubricated to receive me. I don't, I don't okay. Hear this. Then the divine feeling of her tight no, no. walls closing nope. around me. Let's just had whew. me hissing with pleasure in no time. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> God, the look on Ganesh's face means we have to get out of this. Can we yeah. drop a let's stop there right here? For let's the just, next let's... eternity, our bodies merged in that ancient dance where two became one and time ceased to exist. Do lizards even have sex like this? Are the jeans on? Let's stop there. Jeans are on. He's got his Levi's on. Lizards don't even have sex, right? They just like fertilize eggs that are laid. Is that right? Well, this is the liberties taken here by. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what happens. That's fair. All right. Yeah, that's good enough. Let's get out of here quick. Um, we're going to jump ahead. Is this the next page, the last page, you think? Mm-hmm. Let's jump to the very end of I Married a Lizard Man. See if they got any kids. Maybe a little litter of uh, half lizard, half people, person, human freaks. Anyway, let's go. This is the end. 
This is the end of the book. The last page of I Married a Lizard Man by Regine Abel. The baby's coming. She oh shouted. Oh my God. All right. I ran to the house, my heart threatening to beat its way out of my chest. The Congrats doctor. to the happy couple, by the way. Three cheers. Can we get those cheers back from Shane's wedding and apply it to this lizard baby? The female doctor had brought a birthing table, which we had installed in one of the guest rooms. Luped and my mother stepped out of the way, leaving room for me to stand by my mate. I slipped my arm around Susan's back to support her, and she held onto my hand with bone-crushing strength. Push, the doctor said, <laughs> standing between my mate's parted legs. My female complied with a warrior's cry that turned me into a complete mess. She was in pain. (laughs) Ricola. (laughs) I was helpless to aid her. She collapsed against me, breathing heavily until the doctor told her to push again. Susan obeyed. Then something snapped inside of me. My lips parted and a flow of encouragement spilled out of my mouth, just like I'd seen in those videos. My words, words about how much I loved her. And she was the strongest of females. How I went to sleep every night, eager for the sun to rise again. Just Don't so talk could... about it. Be about it. <laughs> Vlasic. Just so I could see her and be with her. She was my heart. My today, my tomorrow, my forever. And that she had better push that baby out now because seeing her in pain was messing with me and not in a good way. I'll kill this baby for hurting my wife. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead, little dude. You're dead. <laughs> I got a knuckle sandwich with your name on it, little mister. <laughs> You're cruising for a bruising, buddy. You get out of here and fight me right now like a man. Once you pop out, I'll beat your ass so bad. Let's take this outside. Outside of my wife. And then she groaned and the baby came out. <laughs> he was so big with light green scales oh, and patches of black that would turn out exactly like mine once he grew up. Just by the length of his tail, I already knew our son would be agile and fast. Likely a hunter like his father. Unlike human babies, Antardians didn't cry. They hissed and made rattling and hiccuping noises to clear their lungs and airways. Adorable. The doctor made me cut the umbilical cord and quickly wiped the youngling before handing him over to me. Uh, Emotion choking me, I brought our little Geiko to my mate, who was both laughing and crying at the same time. Just reading what's on the page, fellas. My female still had mixed feelings about the name. We wanted to honor Kaog for all that he had done behind the scenes to not only bring Susan and me together, but to assist us in regaining control of our lives. Playing around with the letters of his name had given this very nice sounding name. But my mate had objected that it phonetically sounded like an adorable lizard from Earth called a gecko. Oh, gecko is the name. I get it. Clearly, it was a sign from the spirits. How else could such a coincidence have occurred? She eventually caved when my mother and Lupet also sided with me. Susan looked at her little gecko out in, in wonder, counting his webbed fingers and toes and then covering his face with kisses. All 50. He's perfect. <laughs> Just like you. Susan said in a choked voice. I love you so much. I love you too, my Susan. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for being my greatest blessing. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. Okay. Well, that was touching. Heartwarming. Perhaps. For a certain kind of person. Uh... <laughs> Oh, yeah, Oof. she married a lizard man. That's that's right. It happened. Has baby. 
had his baby. Well, no complaints here. That's exactly what uh, I was expecting. Yeah, we, we got yeah. So it said it right on the right on the cover. We got exactly what they they advertised. Wow. Well, hey, at least it wasn't too graphic. Got out of it maybe with a PG thirteen, depending on how you interpret pump and spray. And we got a whole lot of nervous egg sound effects out of it as well. That's a that's a plus for future episodes. Future egg based music cues, sound sound cues. Oh yeah, of which there will be many. There will be a bunch now. Yeah, now that I'm we surprised know that we have option, we've gone this long without that. It's about time. It's about time we get into our egg phase. Yeah, good, very good, good job, Ganesh. You handled it with a plum. Thank you. Great book. Great book. Is that it? Are we done here? Mm-hmm. You want to go? I gotta go. I gotta go. Take a shower. You gotta go floss. I've been flossing. I gotta go take a shower because one, this book was hot and heavy, and two, I got Harry Connick on the brain, and I gotta get it. I gotta get him out of there. Okay. Hey, thanks to Chris Linquist for our artwork, Morris Reese for our music. You can find us at letstopthere.com. Uh, hit us up on social media, give us a phone call, and leave us demented, sick, twisted messages about how you took a dump in your pants in the voice of a serial killer. 567-309-0357. Yeah, that's it. Give, it a, give us a call. Say hello. We'll play it on the show. That's it, right? That's everything. We did it. We did it. hey Can we get a hey from Ganesh before we go, just to round it out? hey We'll we'll work on it for next time. All right, that's it. Goodbye. Have a good life.